In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, the Christmas tree's up. Very nice as well. When did that go up? Yesterday. Of course, you know, we're, we're now in December, aren't we? Um, who else has got their Christmas tree up? Yeah, okay. Other Christmas decorations? Okay, so holding off a little. Okay, who's got an advent calendar? Chocolate? Of course, yes. Okay. Um, the advent candles here, we've lit the first one. The countdown's begun, in other words, hasn't it? We're on heading towards Christmas. And... Uh, and I always like it when we shift the season. Um, we've gone into Advent. The Christian calendar is, uh, is a, se- a season of waiting, anticipation, um, if we can hold off. And throughout Advent, across the parish, we're going to be spending some time in John chapter 1, the prologue of John's Gospel. Uh, John's Gospel, of course, different in feel to the other Gospels, it's said of John's Gospel, it's the one in which a child can paddle in and an elephant can swim in. A, a, a Gospel of contemplation of hidden depths. And so, we're going to be spending some time thinking about this prologue, and, uh, and especially because once we get to Christmas and all the carols that we'll be singing, and it's a really famous reading for Christmas, isn't it? And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Yeah? Yeah? Um, And yes, but also John is pointing to something far bigger and even more wonderful than the birth of Bethlehem. So for me to broach this, we better pray together. Let's bow our heads. Father, we are before you this morning, uh, wanting more of you. 
anticipating more of you, looking for you. So Lord, would you prepare our hearts and minds now for your spirit to speak your living word to each and every one of us. Help us to be receptive. Help us to be soft-hearted. Come Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Uh, So, the Gospel of Luke calls us around the cradle and the manger. Uh, Matthew gives us a family tree and Mark takes us back to the prophecies of Isaiah. But John takes us back to the mists of eternity. Luke dates his gospel by emperors and kings. John dates his gospel in the beginning. While the other gospels start in Bethlehem, John opens his account against the entire life of the universe. John's, of course, is the last gospel to be written, about 60 years after the death of Jesus. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke have already been written, we understand. And, uh, and if you read John's gospel, there's almost every word is put there highly intentionally. There is nothing superfluous. It's carefully crafted in a shape. Seven signs, seven miracles. And I get the impression that the writer of this gospel took extra special care in writing the prologue, the opening words. In the beginning, in the beginning was the word. And that word was with God. And that word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Whatever else John is telling us, he wants us to see this book as the story of God and the world from the very start. Big Bang was something like 13.6 billion years ago. 13.6 billion years ago. Now I understand um, the same atoms that existed then are the very same atoms, no more, no less, than exist now. They've just reshaped and formed in different ways. Uh, Ever changing in form and expanding. And in fact the evidence from the Hubble telescope is that, that this that is created... God is created at a faster and faster rate. So 13.6 billion years ago, God incarnated God's self. And God is continuing to do so. And God spoke this creation into being through his word. In the beginning is how the Bible starts. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said let there be light the word of God and God said let the waters be gathered together and God said let the land bring forth God spoke creation into being eight times in that opening chapter of Genesis and God said and there was God speaks his word and the result happens Think about our words have power, don't they? Um, Words we say, they they come from within us, they're formed from our, our breath, we shape them, we give meaning to them, and they are spoken out. 
And people, people take note of what we say. Because if you don't do what you say you'll do, they'll say, but you said. But you said. And in that sense, we are responsible for the words we say. And yet those words also have a life beyond that which we perhaps intend. When people hear them, words can change the way they think and live. It's time to go. You're sacked. I love you. Calls for a response, don't they? They change, they shape, they form. In the beginning God said, let there be light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. God speaks, and he invites us to respond. He invited creation to respond, and in his Son, he calls us to respond. So two responses. Let's think of those in turn. So, first response is, a response to creation. Paul writes this. He was the word, was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did, this is John rather, his prologue. Although the word world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those he believed in his name, he came the right to become children and God. So two responses. First of all, to the word of creation. If you look around, do you not wonder? Do you not come with awe? God has spoken through his creation. And though the world has not recognized him, he'd already spoken into creation. And have you ever wondered about this? And consciousness? And looked around and all that is? You see, the all that is, and the fact that we are here now and we are conscious, calls for a response, doesn't it? It's of immense theological significance, importance, that we are easily missed as we rush through life. But astrophysicists will tell you that this is a remarkable miracle. They know that what they don't know is so much more than what they do know. Creation itself, Paul recognized, it calls for response ever since the beginning. But then what God is calling us to do with his word, who is Jesus, calls us to respond to God manifesting himself personally. And that's what John is pointing to. It's whatever else is John is pointing to. There's both the cosmic Christ and the personal Christ. And sometimes we don't think of Jesus, born in Bethlehem in the stable, on those cosmic terms. The one who was from the very beginning. And so we are not just being introduced to Jesus born in a stable in Bethlehem, but John is introducing us to something far bigger. And the rest of the passage clusters around God made personal. 
The one we know as Jesus is identical with the word who was there right from the start. The word through whom all things were made. The one who contains life and light. And that word challenges the darkness in the same way that at the beginning of creation the light shone in the darkness and Jesus the word now shines in our world. And I think the invitation to each and every one of us is to respond. A voice that is spoken is spoken to someone. If no one is present it just falls away, doesn't it? But a word that is spoken calls for that response, as creation did, and as the child born in the baby does now. It presupposes an ear. Every word calls for a response. So we have a God and a Saviour who is bigger than the universe. You need a God and a Saviour who is bigger than the universe, don't you? And it's the source of all our Christian hope. It's the reason we get the candles out and the trees out and the tinsel. It gets lost on the way. But the focus is in revealing something of God's self. And he speaks today through his Holy Spirit. So, West Cheltenham, St Barnabas, you and me. What is God saying to you? What is God whispering? God's always interacted with all that was. He does so today. And our response? Your response this Christmas, this Advent. To all who received him. To all who believed in his name. He gave the right to be called. Become children of God. Amen.